friends, my name is Mike. Welcome to On The Mic. Today, adventurers, the Jonesies. G'day, Mike. Welcome Hi, to Mike. the show. Thanks for having us. Guys, you're crazy. Are you serious? Taking a kid that far across the desert, the middle of nowhere? How far was it? Like, 100... 1800 Ks. 1800 Ks? Just a little walk. Yeah. yeah. So right. you went from the Docker River to Port Augusta, 1800 Ks yeah. with yeah. your baby. You walked. Yeah, walked with our 15 month old. So it took us about 102 days. So it wasn't a quick walk, but it was a walk. <laughs> Another thing that you've done, you've gone Australia to New Zealand in a kayak. Yep. And you've skied Antarctica? Yeah, from the coast of Antarctica to the South Pole. I didn't back. know you could ski Antarctica. Is there chairlifts there? That uh, sounds like a great tourism thing that Australia should be promoting. Not so much. I mean, it's pretty expensive to get down there. The flights alone for us were 150000 so not cheap. How the hell did you two meet? <laughs> well, it was a, actually a pretty lame thing, actually. Just a 30th, a friend's 30th thing. in Sydney. Really? That's it wasn't right. lame. The party oh, was It was like a great party. Don't get me wrong. It was the best, best night of my life. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't yeah. like Mount Everest or no, something no. ridiculous. No, it was no. normal. just a normal Saturday night party. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Actually, Lauren's actually not that adventurous in the, in, in the sort of camping sort She's of sense. She's dating you or <laughs> yeah, married that, to you. That's, that's, that's adventurous extreme. in itself. I think I'm her biggest challenge. That's, that's <laughs> probably it. It's harder than climbing Everest. It, so is it a hard relationship to traverse <laughs> when you're, you're with an adventurer? No, it's fun. I mean, I think that's the thing that attracted me most was that it's always different. I've never really been, I've worked a lot in corporate, but I've always been wanting to kind of break out of the rat race and figure out how I can do things differently and meeting somebody that did things differently um, was awesome. That's great. Cool. So how long have you been married for? Ooh, uh, 2014, September. So that's uh, coming to our fourth year now. Yeah. Yeah. And so is this true that adventurous relationships are ones that fall apart the quickest? Well, like, uh, they're, they're adventurous who are married yeah, have a high divorce rate. Th- there's a pretty high divorce rate in adventure. In, in adventure, um, there's there's the, the cohort of people that are unfortunately you know die on their trips and stuff like that, which isn't great. Um, but then, uh, well, yeah, but is that by accident or on purpose? What do you mean? They think they're faking they it? Or? Push them off. Oh, Stand right. this bitch. Oh, oh, no. I, I think generally they don't go together. So yeah, there's, there's that's what drives it. Is that? Yeah. That's, that's what, why they fall apart. I mean, one person's staying at home with the family, the kids, the other person's going out there and living their life. And just because you're on different paths, you grow apart as people. Yeah. So we've come up with a solution about how to not have that happen to us. How do you, what's your solution? Well, we go on trips together. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it cures you. We're fighting too much, baby. Let's, let's just go climb a mountain or something. <laughs> just live out of a tent for 102 days and not have a shower. Perfect. Oh, yeah, really? I mean, it was it was tough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was bad. You didn't find somewhere to hose yourself off occasionally. We did occasionally. Or was that every... part of the deal? Let's see if we can go for as long as we can without having a shower. I did not shampoo my hair for. Four did you? And don't half they months. just grow into dreadlocks? No, you or brush you it, but it was fine. It actually, they say, like after a month, it kind of gets its own oils, and it's fine. I wouldn't say it's perfect. I went back to shampooing my hair after, but. Yeah. It was pretty wild. Like she had this big mane of hair. I loved it. I thought it was great. The less you have to do, the better. How did you decide to walk 1,800 kilometers across Australia with a baby in tow? Where did that idea come about? So, we were drunk. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I would, yes, we were. Well, it was on a date night, wasn't it? That we actually really talked about it. And Lauren was like, well, how about we actually do this? this trip as a family. So, so I suppose the genesis of the whole thing is I've, I've done a couple of trips before I met Lauren, paddled a kayak for, yeah, across the Tasman Sea from Australia, New Zealand, the Antarctic trip. And then I was planning an Australia trip. Yeah. But 
I lost a lot of psych for it when we got married because I didn't want to miss out on that adventure. Yeah. Start a family, had a kid. You don't want to let this beautiful girl slip through your fingers. Exactly. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, So, so I kind of put all these things on the, all these ideas on the back burner. I thought, oh, I'm going to have to live a pretty traditional life. Mm. And Lauren turned around to me and said, well, why don't we go as a family? And Mm -hmm. I was like, I married the right chick. Yes. Yes. And I think it's, I've always wondered, like, people do things in their 20s or wait till they're retired. And, like, just the thought of waiting through your 30s and 40s for something else to happen always seemed just Yeah, it's funny. A lot of of people say, you know, they go to school, they leave school, they have a gap year. That's the year to travel. The rest of the time they've got to knuckle down with their career and then they get married and then you you can't have an adventure. But you guys are proving that you can have adventures. Mm. And what was it like trekking across Australia with a kid in tow? Was it tough or was it something that you found fun? Something that you'd do again? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, to be, to be completely honest. And yeah. I think the reason why, I mean, physically, don't get me wrong, Antarctica, that was a, that was a horrendous trip. I lost 30 kilos on the course of that trip. Right. Uh, the Tasman, logistically, was an extremely difficult trip to plan. This one here, emotionally, the highs and lows were massive because when you have your wife, your daughter in an environment like that, Mm. it's there's there's high stakes um and you can't exactly you know treat your wife like your regular expedition buddy where you have an argument you've really got to watch your words and sort of it is a bit different okay um but at the same token it is just the most gratifying thing i've ever done in my life to see Mm. in particular our daughter learn to walk in the outback yeah like it's insane like so morgan your daughter when she was 15 months old yeah you've got your relatively new wife with you He's never done anything like this. Were were, were there times (laughs) where you found yourself looking after them more than yourself? Uh, I think we we probably both found ourselves in that situation because the number one priority was making sure Morgan was okay. Mm. And I think we actually learned halfway through the trip that we actually had to watch each other and like and, and not just treat treat each other's each other like ships passing in the night and you know handing off to Morgan. Here you go and not make any time for each other. So halfway through the trip, we made a conscious effort to start giving each other a little bit more loving and, and, and time because she's a wife primarily before she is an adventure buddy and, yeah. and I'm a husband before I am you know, her expedition partner. So. Ah, there, the rules yeah. have been set. <laughs> yeah. Darling, if we're going, rule number one. We should have Bring done. deodorant. Uh, well, I didn't say that bad, did I? Jeez. Were there any other rules? Um, I don't know. Were there actually set rules? Let's rules? try and do this. Let's, let's try and do that. Let's aim to survive. So you were just camping? Uh, camping, yeah. So I was pulling Morgan. Um, I had basically, you know the bike carriers that you see yeah. behind bikes when people are cycling around and they have kids yeah, in the back? We'll show that on screen now. So this this yeah, is okay. this photo that we're showing is the the bike that you guys made or did you just buy this? Is well, it something you just go to so it was a Amazon? Bi- it was a bike carrier from, from the US actually from, from uh, Oregon, um, from Burley. And these guys sent us over this, this, this bike carrier and we were able to actually like pimp it up, like put it on roids, put these massive wheels on it. And that was what sort of became Morgan's home actually out there. And I actually had a harness that was the same just used in Antarctica. So there was these ice harnesses that you pull Sleds behind sleds, you. Sleds behind you with. And so, so, that one so Lauren had that set up with Morgan. She was probably dragging around 70 kilos worth of stuff. So they're mostly food, I guess, was it? Well, Lauren's one was mostly, mostly Morgan and Morgan her. and her stuff. Yeah. And then some water. Some water. Um, me, I was pulling 270 kilos. So that was on the largest leg was 160 kilos, 160 liters of water alone. Mm. So what was that? Like batteries, hair dryer, makeup? Yeah, all yeah. that. All that yeah. And he had to pull it. <laughs> were, there, were there things that you, that you had to have on the, on the road that basically you thought you didn't have to have? 
Oh. You're like, why are we taking this? We, we, we do not need your nose hair plucker and your weight kit. I'm actually a bit of a weight Nazi. It's funny. I'm a yeah. weight Nazi with some things and then other things. A I'll, weight Nazi. That's what you call someone, yeah. obviously, is oh, bringing too much stuff. Oh, you and, cut off like labels off garments because, you know, there's 20, 20 grams. You are you serious? You do that kind of stuff. That's <laughs> a joke. Yeah. You cut labels off things because yeah, you, you thought it would make stuff lighter. It actually does. If you look over all your gear, Come you on, all that really? stuff. It does, it does you were drilling it. holes in toothbrushes at one stage. Oh, one stage. Okay, that was... That was I <laughs> didn't do that on this trip in Antarctica. I drilled some holes in my toothbrush and my toothbrush snapped out there. Um, A holy toothbrush. Yeah, I... Uh, the integrity- cut, cut the ass out of your undies. What else <laughs> did you do? <laughs> Um, on that one, what, what, what else did I do? Um, we had this shovel down there and down, actually down in Antarctica and we drilled yeah. holes in the shovel to make it lighter yeah. and then just realized that, you know, made it a hell of a lot weaker. We only saved, it was like a really lightweight shovel anyway, so saved like 30 grams. I'm like, that wasn't worth it. Um, but yeah, you look for every sort of little corner you can cut. Uh, so this- Justin is a Nazi, which mm. is annoying when... Wait, no. I'm a wait, <laughs> wait Nazi. Nazi, not a Nazi. I'm a wait Nazi. You gotta be careful. But the same thing, like camera equipment, I'm yeah. happy to take tons, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, what did you take? A couple of GoPros? Uh, a GoPro, a uh, AX100, so a big sort of 4K ca- Sony camera, mm-hmm. um, A6300, a uh, whole bunch of lenses, Mavic drone as well. You took it. a camera store. Oh, basically. <laughs> How long did it take you to walk 1,800 kilometers? 102 days. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. We, yeah. weren't, we weren't the fastest. We picked up speed at the uh, end. But Lauren, you taught me a valuable lesson. Well, the journey did. It's not about how fast you do it. It's about the experiences you accumulate along the way. That's so true. <laughs> Isn't it? Should people adventure more like you guys? Oh, you mean as a family? Yeah. For sure. I think kids are capable of so much more than we give them credit for. I mean, they're, they're tough things. Like our yeah. daughter, she, once she got used to it, she was in a better place than us on this trip. And mm. when we got back to Sydney and we suffered from like, I don't know what you call it, post-expedition depression. Really? She, what is that? Oh, <laughs> it's like social media, technology, noise. We live in Bondi. So everything was just too much. Yeah, right. Morgan, day, she's back into it. Straight back into it. Yeah. Yep, no problem. They don't know what's normal and what's not. Like everything is kind of an adventure to them. So, yeah. you know, she didn't know that like going on a bus or a train would be crazy mm. for a one-year-old. So yeah. It's no different than living in a tent. You just adjust to it. How was Morgan on the road? Was she, was she a delight to deal with? Or <laughs> she, were there tantrums on the way? Did she try and eat roadkill? Uh, <laughs> Actually, as, as a percentage, what would you say delight versus terror? What's the ratio? I think the first couple of weeks were the toughest because everyone was adjusting. Yeah. Um, and she was adjusting, so her schedule was off. And I think the hardest thing was that when a kid's schedule off, they don't sleep as well. Mm. And so when you're pushing yourself and walking 30Ks a day, if you're not getting sleep, mm. that's a nightmare. So I think we got kind of through that stage, which was good. Um, we started picking up, feeling good, and then all of a sudden, boom, the next thing gets thrown at you, and then she started teething. So she mm. had four molders come through, and so Whoa. there was screaming through the night, which doesn't seem like a big deal, but when you're exhausted, that yeah, that actually no. was the one time we almost pulled out, because no, we just were not sleeping. Like if, that, oh, if, right. that didn't, if that didn't get better, like the trip wouldn't have been possible. Like yeah. seriously, screaming all night, like and we were at our wit's end. Um, you were really tired too from walking all day. Yeah, exactly. So you want that time, to, yeah. you need that time. And a normal time. adventure where like a single person goes out on adventure they have control over at least their downtime yeah that was a big thing like people said oh was the walk hard i'd never done a walk like that i was like honestly i the walking part was the easy part it was the constant the kid on the way the constant
constant juggle. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. had the heavier load, but arguably yeah. I had probably the higher maintenance load. You know, when she wanted to stop, I had to unharness oh, and no. get her a cookie. And, and But it was interesting because yeah. a big lesson was that in today's world, everything's instant gratification, mm. right? They're hungry. We'll pop it in the microwave. There's mm. a pouch of yogurt. There's, you know, mm. sure, we can get it for you right away. Out there, we couldn't. If she needed something, we had to go mm. and get firewood and put it on a fire and yeah. start cooking. There was nothing instant. If, if something was eaten that was a ration, it was gone. Yeah. She, Did it make she, it she easy, easy going now? It does. But the first stage, I think that's what, it's just that adjustment period. Once you get over that, it's relatively smooth sailing. Mm. Like, yes, it was annoying when mm. she needed something now and we couldn't give yeah. it to her. And she had to, and I remember saying, practice your waiting. And there was one day that I just lost my <laughs> head and I just had to get, cause she just, it was constant yeah. and I couldn't do it. So that's why you see where parents cave in because mm. it's available and you want this to stop. So you mm. do it. But then they learn that everything comes quick. Yeah. Now she's, she's actually, she entertained herself for a couple hours each day yeah. in her seat alone, happily. She could entertain herself for hours yeah, outside wow. and she's just super, I don't know. When we got back, we had an assessment by her pediatrician just to kind of make sure she's okay. Make sure she's okay. Yeah. See if there is any changes. Like this is yeah. our only kid, so we can't compare it to anything. He goes, yeah. you know, in a kid that's, only a year and a half I've never it's it's very rare to see a kid so kind of comfortable comfortable in her own skin yeah Yeah. wow so she she sort of had a uh, self-discovery trip on the way because there was nothing else other than her two parents and the scenery I think I think so yeah to know yeah I mean people the the one criticism that we get from people is that oh she's not going to remember it it's like yeah Yeah, what a waste which is an interesting she she might not but 80% 80% of your neural pathways are laid down before you're two. So her response... Really? Did you think about that before you went? Well, we, we thought it would have an impact on it. We, yeah. the, what, the reason why we wanted to do this trip is to, to raise a curious, strong, connected girl, you know? Like, wow. A kind girl. And, like, you should see her now. Like, she's she's a really inquisitive kid. Yeah. And, like, we'll be in the play playground down at Bondi. And she's that kid that's playing in the bushes, like, playing with the trees <laughs> and the twigs and sticks and stuff like that. So she doesn't have to have interaction with other kids. She doesn't have to have an iPad... No. She doesn't have to have all the mod cons that every other kid yeah. has out there. And it's not we that didn't you bring can't... an iPad on the trip. No, we didn't. We probably would have killed for it at certain points. Yeah. No, we didn't. But I mean, yeah, we didn't bring a lot of technology. And I think that that was an interesting thing. So we looked at this adventure. I mean, a lot of, I think, the, the traditional world adventure that mm. I had perceived adventure was, was very much... I don't know, it's pretty masculine. It's pretty fastest, best. Yeah. Um, you know, watch out. I'm going to... I don't know. It's it's me first type of thing. Not always, but it's you know, number one. It's about yeah. It's about reaching that peak first, or mm. pushing you know your own boundaries, or just yeah. whatever. And I think so. It didn't fully resonate with me, but when we kind of put the idea of a quest onto yeah. this expedition, like how do we prove to ourselves that we can do this? Like yeah. I don't know. Parenthood is tough, and how do and and we there was times yeah. when we're like. Oh, we're just getting, you know, we're just going to go into that traditional bubble of doing everything by the book. And, and just that felt really boring and mind numbing. And we were mm. like, we don't want to go that way. We want to do it on our own terms. So proving to ourselves that we could do it on our own terms was the adventure. Yeah. And I think that to me, it was all about the experience and going, you know, slow and reconnecting mm. and also disconnecting from technology. There's few places in the world that yeah. are, you know, it's good to disconnect occasionally. It's I've amazing. just started sleeping with the mobile phone outside the bedroom and I sleep so much better and yeah. it's not the first thing I do in the morning when I wake up. It is so good. Which to I know. used to do all the time. And that was one of the things that we brought back, little lessons that you're like, wow, after three months we got addicted. Mm-hmm. I got so I love not checking my phone first thing in the morning. Yeah. And I did that all the time before and I couldn't do that out there. And so now I got an old um just a uh the oh. old clock radio. 
because I'd pick up my phone to check the time and then it would be over. And I wasn't taking back my mornings versus mm-hmm. there we were getting up. We were doing a bit of yoga. We were making a fire. We we're having coffee. We we're talking. It just. What'd you eat? It felt so much better. So we had, we had a lot of. One thing we wanted to do with this journey is we wanted to try to do zero waste or as close as possible. Mm-hmm. So we're having to get our food kind of in bulk. Um, we've got some companies on board that actually do some like freeze drying of like proper meat and proper proper veggies actually out there a bit in bulk. We could take along and we create these meals. Like we had a pretty good diet down there. Were, like, were there a lot of towns along the way we stop and go to McDonald's or whatever? There was like just nothing. Five five towns. Yeah. yeah. And what was in those towns? Anything? Uh, Many people? Generally a pub. <laughs> Oh, that's all right. So, did you get drunk along the way? Uh, I don't know. Like three, three drinks got me drunk. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, but what about you? Yeah, when there, few I mean, wines. Yeah, there is. We were at William Creek, and they they had some great wines from the region. And you know, half a bottle later, and yeah, we ended up having we, to stay an extra night. We, our, we were, we were lightweight. We woke up one morning. We're like, we can't do this today. This is just this is just too much. <laughs> did you love each other more or less after the trip? More or less. Did you love each other more or less? No, my answer. Or did, you, did, you, did you know each other better Look, after the trip? Let's say this three, two, one. We'll say the answer. <laughs> we'll say oh no! Three, two, <laughs> one. More. Ah. Yeah. You would say more either yeah. way. Um, no, we, we did. I mean, like, and also there's a huge, more, a huge appreciation for each other because, yeah. honestly, uh, I was so unbelievably blown out of the water that Lauren. She, before she'd met me, she'd been camping count on one hand, like less than five times. Yeah. yeah like proper camping. And mm. to go out there and knock out 102 days on an expedition. Wow. That's crazy. Insane. Insane. You, you were like me. Camping to me is like a three-star best Western. It was so I don't go much lower than that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's rough. <laughs> <That's right>. yeah. <laughs> wow. So have you got any adventures planned coming up? We've got some ideas. Uh, we've got a pretty long bucket list now. And so some ideas and different things we can do with, with you know, with Morgan, our daughter. Mm. Um, this guy actually passed us one day. Like it's these really remote tracks we we're on. But this mm. one day, this guy rode past us on a bike and we're like, geez, that makes a lot more sense. You know? <laughs> why don't we think about that? Yeah. Why didn't you take bikes? Why didn't you take bikes? Well, I don't know. Like it's, you I, could have got a share bike from Bondi. They're everywhere. True, true. <laughs> I, I just wanted to do, we wanted to do a walking journey. I mean, walking's really cathartic and it really, there's something about it that's just really meditative, um, okay. which I think is really powerful. Opens mm. up sort of the way you think. Um, cycling, you do get to cover, you know, cover 120 Ks in a, a day. A bit further, but. Yeah. Us were 20 to 30 mm. was our maximum. Um, so we've got some ideas around that, around sailing as well. Um, but this year immediately, we're working on a documentary, a book, uh, a new presentation. I do a lot of corporate speaking. That's what pays, pays the bills. Right. Um, so working on another presentation for, you know, for the next year or so. Excellent. And mm-hmm. so do you, you both get involved in the, the presentation? Do you get up there and have a, have a talk? Yeah, it's definitely Justin's realm. It's new for me. I've, yeah. I have done a bit, but from a corporate perspective. So to sharing personal stories is something really cool. So you're the marketing promo team to get him out there and, and you're the guy that, that gets up and does the talking. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll talk in front of him. I'll talk uh, in front of some, yeah, some weird organizations. But, uh, like what? Who have you been talking in front of? Oh, just like just... What's the weirdest well, the, conference I'll, I'll, I'm not going to say it's the weirdest, but I mean like you walk into something called the ACCA. Sounds yeah. pretty official, doesn't it? ACCA? Yeah, ACCA. Yeah. It's the Australian Crematoriums and Cemeteries Association. <laughs> so there's that, like, it was and they got you to do a, a chat. Yeah, do a chat. So, so today, here's, here's a guy that almost died <laughs> with his wife and kid on the road <laughs> great at the Australian Crematorium <laughs> Association. That's it, crazy. It was insane. I mean like yeah. we walked, walked into, this, into this room and there's this like you know, coffins and like tombstones and laser engravers for, for, and it was insane. Just, yeah. it, it's, it's business. They all need entertainment. 
Well, exactly. I, if you're ever gonna, if it's ever gonna be clear to live your life to the fullest, it'd be clear to those people who see yeah. death every day. Yeah, hundred percent. They see see death every day. So you kayaked from Australia to New Zealand. Yep. Are you kidding me? How long did that take, and why? That took sixty-two days. So sixty-two days, just you by yourself. Uh, me and a mate from school. Okay, yeah. uh, we worked on this project for three and a half years, and and then. Uh, after that, it sort of designed a kayak that was nine meters long that we had this little cabin on the back of it so we could be completely alone. So no boat with us or anything like that. It was just us out there on the open ocean. So would you just take it in turns paddling, we someone asleep, someone paddle? We had that idea initially, but we actually worked out it was more energy efficient to paddle together, sleep together, because um, the kayak was pretty heavy. It weighed a ton, fully loaded. Mm. Uh, so 62 days out there, we had waves up to 10 meters tall. Like it was it was an insane trip. Sharks, you know, massive You see some big sharks? I saw some decent ones. Wow. Decent whales. Ones. Tons of whales. They're beautiful, yeah. And this is this was actually just around the time that GoPro was just just coming out. Oh, so yeah. we didn't have the GoPros with us. You know? Didn't have a drone you could just chuck up and shoot. That would have been Footage so amazing. We would have come back with if we had that. Just stuff. do it again. <laughs> would you do it again? Um I would pick a different thing. It's done. I would go Somebody Australia, else. New Zealand. I'd, I'd probably I'd wanna actually probably do an ocean row one day. That'd ocean be row. Yeah, so row. So Rowing makes a lot more sense in in some regards because you're involving your legs and you can actually get a lot more of your body going, so you can go a bit faster. You have to keep looking over your shoulder, check where you're going. You are going backwards though. That's that's one thing. And would you do it together? <laughs> are you an upper body? Or you, do you want I don't to do know if I'd row. I think, we'll, I think we'll save our water trip for a, for, for a sailing trip. We've got a sailing plan yeah. in the future. So we'll do that. And that's something that's easy to do with a family. There's, there's a lot of sailing bloggers out there. Um, there I think the Vagabonds. Vagabond, are, yeah, the yeah. couple. They they're, they're amazing. And all, all they're doing is just shooting their sailing adventures all over the world. And they just get people to pay for it. Paid a truckload to do yeah. it. But, I mean, it resonates with us in terms of just living that alternative lifestyle that mm. you don't have to, you know, work that nine to five. You don't have you to don't. live the rat race. And we're so drilled and, yeah. you know, and in the way that we're, we all think that we have to work yeah. nine to five, you know. The, even even at school, you know, totally. it's, we're, we're treated like factory workers. You know, you sit there, you shut up, we ring a bell, you have lunch, ring a bell, you come back. It's, it's not training people to be creative and come up with new ways to make money. And, and in this day and age, getting out there and having an adventure can be a career. Yeah, and it's huge. I mean, I think that that's living in the States. I think it's even more so than in Australia. At least I've been in Australia 10 years. But in the States, it was very much, you know, get the best degree, go to the best school, mm. graduate and have the best, you know, job at yeah. a big firm. And mm. if you do that, you'll be happy. But and there's only so many lawyers that you can have and well, and, and, and there's happy. an oversupply of lawyers and that's why they're suing everyone for at the drop of a <laughs> hat over there yeah. that's a nice but and they're not that. happy i mean some people that's their destiny but people that were just told that that's their destiny there at some stage in your life you wake up and go holy shit what am i doing and i think that there was a stage for me that i hit that actually before i moved to australia and i was like i want to do something that you know follows a purpose and makes you happy i, I think motherhood uh, like i'm not trying to i'm not trying to mansplain things here but like <laughs> motherhood uh, tell me about motherhood yeah, i'll tell you about motherhood it's so hard yeah exactly when you, yeah, no, what's actually, the birth experience like justin <laughs> well it's like a watermelon it's Fainting. coming out <laughs> yeah. um, you were supposed to catch and you i didn't. was supposed to catch and i didn't um too many tears too many tears. I was crying a bit too much. I was a bit emotional. He cried more than I did. You were there when your daughter was born? Yeah, I, I did. And Lauren was like, oh, it's a boy. And it's like, no, that's its umbilical cord. <laughs> She's like, oh, she did Oh, so you didn't know when she was born? No. I didn't know. Okay. Okay. Wow. But like, just... I couldn't watch that, man. That would freak oh, me out. Oh, it was intense. Like, I didn't want to be on that Just be outside smoking the cigar. You finished yet? 
It, it's, it's actually, I couldn't have done it without you. It's a really yeah, it was really cool I mean, to do it together. It was awesome. So we hold hands. Come on, darling, push. Uh, <laughs> it's more like Lauren was screaming and I was holding a leg for her. Uh, holding point. a leg? I didn't yeah. think like get a into this. Like, yeah, I was holding it out there. And <laughs> I was like, Don't no. push them together. Yeah, he's just like, close it back up. It's like, it's like what do they say? It's like watching, watching your favorite pub burn down. <laughs> Okay, okay I'm going into a little bit yeah. more detail. I'm sure the pub still works. But, just I know, the pub's fine. That pub is amazing. <laughs> I still love it. It's a great pub. Yeah. Uh, the game That's all I want to hear about the pub. Is uh, your friends over in the States in particular, They, when they have a child, they have to go back to a job within three months. Mm. You know, and so like it really shines a, a spotlight on, geez, you know, actually, was that, was it, is it worth it? Well, I think that the biggest thing that we found in parenting is that there's kind of this rise to the co-parent, you know, like to actually truly being the mom and the dad are both equal parents. And if Mm. both mom and dad take equal responsibility, both mom and dad can get on and do the shit that they really want to do in their life as well. Not that parenting isn't amazing. So I mean, I think that Mm. we really view it as a true partnership. Mm. And that's why this expedition was a true partnership as well. Our choice was he goes off and does this thing, which I was supportive of he can do that but Uh, it would be he would have missed out on her first words walking all of that and i think when you have a kid you realize what are your priorities but how Mm. do you want to live your life the coolest thing is that you speak to morgan now and you're like morgan what do you do when you see a snake she's like no touch you know like fire so she was learning along the way learning along the way and like stars moon you know mountains sky like all her vocab was entirely sort of like outdoor based Mm. and you're like so morgan what does an emu say she's like (laughs) <laughs> makes the sound like an emu does it's it's it was epic to see or even we put a backpack that we used out there and we hadn't put her in that backpack since the outbacks so that was you know we just got back weekend. in november we just did it on the weekend yeah and she goes backpack outback adventure and oh, she literally was wow. like do you want to go on an adventure she's like yeah i was like you can't it's tell so me cool. you can't tell me that hasn't affected her when she's old enough she's just gonna want to hit yeah. the road and get out and there you and talk adventure. about being building creativity was like stifled in the past and now all the jobs that are kind of the future have that we need to i think there's an element of you know teaching your kids that it's okay to be creative and to take that risk and be mm. resilient and it's if you if you're not doing it yourself it's hard to teach them so what are they doing wrong in schools how do, how do we teach that to kids in schools today oh, or is it something you have to learn when your kid's brain's being wired at age one no i, I think school you learn I think, anywhere i think school's a really good good time to learn i mean like i had a very traditional sort of like schooling career i suppose and i learned to beat the system and this that the other and it, it was it was really it's called the, wagging yeah <laughs> just not that's an adventure in itself um but I, I, it was the outdoors that became my greatest teacher and so i think exposure to the outdoors for kids like yeah. and it doesn't have to be crazy it doesn't have to be an 1800k walk across the outback it can be just going for a, a weekend walk or just a day walk with your mum and your dad play time in the park mm. reacting like kids need exposure to risk to mm. need exposure to making decisions mm. because yes they're going to get hurt along the way yes things are going to happen but that's how they become resilient mm. functional members of society mm. and we we can't teach them right now in school the things they'll need to learn for a job 30 years in the future. Mm. They just need to learn how to be creative and resilient. And how to think for themselves, not just learn the right answer. More day trips. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, And and parents are going to take their kid out of the house and get them doing stuff. The amount of kids now that are on Ritalin, especially in the US and all these drugs because they're hyperactive. It's, it's like a dog. You want to take the dog for a walk versus carrying on like an idiot and running around the house. Got to get kids out there mm. to do stuff and get them thinking. Yeah, I think it's being active is huge. And I mean, a lot of times kids spend time indoors and then they're connected to technology. And mm. not that technology is bad, but I mean, it's. I don't think there's a lot of enough evidence to prove that it's actually 
not detrimental. And I mean, I know Bill Gates and, and Steve Jobs, they didn't even give their kids um, iPads or technology till they're 14 independently. So if you're like, well, if those people aren't doing How it, they know a lot. Of, 14, like till they Whoa. didn't have their own iPhone or they didn't have rules around when they could turn yeah. on and off oh, their when computers. They their, their or when they were home, they leaved yeah. it. You have but, to. Yeah. Can't but, just let them do whatever they want. Well, I mean, yeah. So it's just, it's, as a young parent, you start to question these things. You know, yeah. when is the right time to give that in, in you know, put it in front of them. But I think out, getting them outdoors and exploring outside is probably... Mm. It's never going to be a bad thing. So skiing Antarctica. Yep. What the hell? Give me a little rundown on that adventure. Okay, so uh, me and the same mate from the kayak trip, uh, we skied from the coast of Antarctica to the South Pole and back, completely unsupported, so no one was helping us out. So um, it's like the cross-country skiing. Cross-country skiing, exactly, yeah. There's yeah. Not, not really a lot of hills? Uh, it's like one big hill all the way to the South Pole and one big hill all the way back down. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you could sleep standing up on the way back? No, well, it's, it's, it's like, I say hill, but it's, you can't tell. Yeah. You actually can't tell. Um, it's that gentle. So like it's uh, 1,135 Ks one way and you sort of gain about 2,800 meters in height elevation. So it's really gentle. There's some steep sections. Um, first people to do that. That was a Guinness World Record. Wow. First people to do the kayak trip as well. Congratulations. Um, That's yeah. amazing. It was, it, was, it was a pretty full-on trip though. Like, Two Guinness World Records. Yeah. yeah. That's the best. You must be proud of that. I am proud of that. And, and the funny thing is, Lauren just moved one of my Guinness World Records that was on the wall and she doesn't know where she put it. Oh no! So framed yeah, thing on the wall. Surely they can print another one and send it. I don't know. Away. It's just quite funny. I was like, Lauren, where, where's that going? She's like, oh, I moved it. I had to put up something. And I'm like, well, where is it? And she's like, yeah, I don't know. Oops. Somewhere in the house. Lauren, what have you done? I know. Maybe it's been stolen. You just claim it. Uh, it's probably, yeah. Lauren's jealous. <laughs> yeah, you know. I just hide those things. So what about on a safety side when you're doing a big trek across Australia or you're kayaking from Australia and New Zealand, skiing Antarctica? Like, what do you have to, to, to call the authorities to yeah. help you and come and rescue you? Well, so I, the risk mitigation is actually, it's the biggest lesson I've learned from adventure is that 95% of the success of anything is actually in its preparation stage. Because when you're actually out there, it's too late to, uh, yeah, totally. to try and come up with a plan. So trying to make all your ground bets before you go out there. So um, communication and safety and rescue is a hugely important thing. So on the kayak trip on the Antarctica on the Tasman uh, on this last walk um, satellite phone primary communications we also had tracking beacons gotta have a satellite phone gotta have a satellite phone tracking beacon pulses out at your position uh, where you are sort of on the Tasman it was every six minutes so every six minutes rescue corps coordination centers in Australia and New Zealand would get a, a position of where we were um, and they actually live fed back to our website so when we were in the storms mum was watching us go around in circles which was bad for her sleep oh no yeah, poor thing um, and also you've got uh, EPIRBs as well, which are like personal uh, locator beacons as well. That's that's safe. Mm. Cool. Yeah. So does anyone ever try and talk you out of doing these crazy things? Yeah. 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 My parents, my parents actually really don't like me sort of doing these kind of things. It's funny with this last expedition, I was like, when we came up with the idea and we talked about it, we're like, all right, we have to tell my mom and dad. And we're like, oh, geez. How's that Should going? we just not tell them? Just yeah. go? We thought about it for a little while. It was like, no, we've got to do this. You've been and gone for a month. Where you been? <laughs> Skiing Antarctica. It's down the shop. It's actually surprising. With with this last trip, mum was like, yeah, cool with it. She's like, oh, it's if Lauren's going along, I know she's sensible, so it's fine. You know? <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you do the next one as an extreme challenge by taking your parents? Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? Oh, God. Can you? Oh, <laughs> All rowing. four of them. They yeah, could sit at the back of the rowboat and stroke, stroke. <laughs> 
my, my parents are insane so like it would be like I, that should be actually we should do it we should film this we should film this this would be hilarious like move over the kardashians this would be crazy <laughs> why don't you just just do something easy like climb mount kilimanjaro with your parents or something and a kid the thing is like my mom would eat that up yeah like she's, that's, i've she's, done that it's yeah, not as hard like, as i thought it would be yeah is it, is that's my pretty own claim to fame though I haven't really done it. do you think get altitude sickness or anything like that like some people do, like really do you know what it's, it's a ridiculous story my friend was going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and three or four days before he had five or six other buddies who were supposed to go but they all pulled out and he was doing it by himself got me drunk and See, the, all the, the, the night before he, he left talked to me about it and how exciting it was going to be and I, I'm in I threw in my credit card and he actually got online and paid for my flights and booked some of the accommodation and I woke up in the morning and he goes we've got to go to Kathmandu and buy some clothes for you I'm like what the fuck are you talking about you're coming with me you checked your diary last night said you don't have to do anything next thing you know I'm on a plane flying to Moshi in Tanzania to climb out Kilimanjaro can I just say that is probably the best way to actually get into an adventure? You mm-hmm. actually make a commitment like get that. Get drunk. <laughs> well, look, get drunk. That worked for us. You, you speak to a, speak to a buddy that you're thinking about doing the trip with. You just block off a date and you just do it. Just just book it in. Yeah. Uh, and like as soon as you've done that, you're like, oh shit, I've got to catch up and do all the things I need to to get ready for yeah. it. Like if you've got the time. Um, but more people need to do that. You know, some people claim it's like, oh, I don't have the money for it. Put aside ten bucks a week. Seriously, yeah. you've got five hundred bucks by the end of the year. It's gone for exactly. There's ways to yeah. save money. Mm. Wow, that's full on, guys. You have such an incredible life, and well done on being able to stick through thick and thin and do these incredible adventures and so many more. I can't wait to see the books. Yeah, can't wait to see the tour. There's a lot, a lot of things to do in this world where we can't wait for it. Uh, can't exactly have a second kid and just take that kid to Jamboree. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. like that's a... Yeah, yeah. Disneyland's just not going to cut it. Yeah, that. it's just not quite right. Yeah. <laughs> does, does Lauren have any, any things that she wants to do? Does she ever say, oh, can, I want to go to Disneyland or I want to go and climb Mount Kilimanjaro or I want to skydive? Is, do you see that adventurous streak coming through? Not that Disneyland's that adventurous. Yeah, I mean, I've skydived. Like, I've, I've, I've never classified myself as an adventure, but I like to do, you know, I'll jump out of a plane, I'll... Hey, if I was drunk and my buddy asked me to go to Mount Kilimanjaro, I'd probably do it too. So I'm, I'm one for saying yes to experiences. What about Morgan? She'll say. Oh, she's she's in for it. That's the biggest thing. Morgan, one thing normally is is just what she's doing at the present time. So she will do whatever, and she's she's up for anything. She's a cool. Little I think girl. it was just the barrier that we could do it with her. Yeah. Like it was more of a personal, a mental barrier for us, not her. Yeah. But I want. I think my big thing is I'd like to sail around the world. I just have to learn how to sail first. Yeah. Wow. That's, well, that's my own personal well, goal. You'll have a lot of time to do it, so yeah. just get a boat and learn along the way. That's what we're, the next five years is going to be learn how to sail, and we'll see what yeah. our route is, and we'll just. But that that's always been something I've wanted to do since I was little. So yeah, well, that my mum married a sailor, mm. and they bought a boat together. Mum didn't know how to sail, and she's learning along the way, and they plan to sail around Australia. Even talking about sailing awesome. to Thailand. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, which really is really cool. Which is full on. I think that having those big goals as a couple helps too. You know, mm. and it's you're not just. I don't know. Yeah, it, you're planning it, your life together. Yeah, to, to, to plan trips together, I think is really important rather than to have two separate goals. Like, so you go on that that journey of life together. Even if it's just one here or there, like I don't. I think it's all about. I think it's great to be independent as well and chase okay. your own dreams. But I think that there's times when you can mm. can make it a big goal as a family and a bit of a quest, and it pulls you together. Although planning this one, I have to say, one of the hardest things was the planning phase and just getting out, getting to the starting line. Like I, that yeah, was the hardest fun. thing. I thought, you know, when you asked, do we love each other more or less? At the start of this trip, I was like, yeah. I think we well, might have made a, a good planner. A big. 
Uh, I am, but I mean, like, I I know, I know what to expect with these trips, and like and for didn't. Lauren, it's a big slap in the face, and like we got to the start line. I thought we the trip would be hard. Exhausted. I didn't think that the planning would be so hard. So the yeah. planning was, like, I mean, that was a year, and especially six months on the lead up was just full on. Yes, yeah, so that's not something you can just go. Yeah, I'm going to do it next week. No. No, not for a big trip like this. But then when you get to the start, my headspace was, I know that the next, we thought 90 days, it was 102, but I know that the next 90 days was going to be hard and I knew it was going to be physical and I was ready for that. I wasn't ready to show up exhausted, mm-hmm. but every adventure I've talked yeah. to is like, the journey is literally, it's all in the planning and getting out there. And then you just turn your brain off and you you just go. You and just that's where like the presence comes in. That's where just the... I don't know. It's just a different experience that that Mm. you're being out there. You're doing something every day. You're showing up in a way that Mm. you couldn't. I don't know. It was showing up in a way that I had never done in normal life. Let's just Mm. say that. And Mm. it was pretty amazing. But now you've you've got the bug. You want to do it more. It took two months, honestly. The first month I was like, are you having fun yet? Because I don't know about this shit. I don't know if this is fun. Mm. Like I I know (laughs) we had achieved something when Mm. we'd got back from the trip and it'd been a month, month and a half. And Lauren's like, you know what? I'm ready for another adventure. It's so true, isn't it? Because like I, I was brought up just to have holidays at Disneyland and you know go go to Dreamworld on the Gold Coast and you know those traditional holiday yeah, it's just places. Still fun. But but then later on in life, when I was probably about 28, I, I went to the Kimberleys um, on a fishing trip. Yeah. And it was the worst fucking trip I've ever had in my life. The air conditioning broke on the boat. I was there with a whole stack of blokes that my accountant knew, and all they wanted to do was fucking fish all day. And then when I came back. I found myself like I'd be having lunch with someone and I'd start talking about this shark that I saw and then I'd, I'd be talking about this crocodile that followed me along the side of the, uh, the, the, the water and I thought I was going to die and then when I jumped out of the boat to push it because we got stuck on a sandbank and a hook from the fishing line got stuck in my leg and I had to push it through and cut it with pliers on the other side and then pull it out and then there was a big shark trying to swim out with the tide next to it. So that, Hang on a minute. I actually had fun. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It was an adventure. I've got stories other than saying, I went on the Matterhorn. I went on a teacup that spun around like everyone else has done in Disneyland. You're creating your own adventure and your own stories. So my adventuring friends, I have a question for you. I am about to go on the adventure of a lifetime. I'm probably going to love it by the time I'm back. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm going from London to Mongolia in a one liter car, which is a really crappy car, like a Toyota Yaris something really bad, something really old, that'll 99% sure it will break down along the way. Doing it with two of my mates, and we're raising money for the Charlie Teo Foundation. Uh, anything that I should do to prepare? Oh, actually, it's interesting. With two other mates, you're going to have to work on, I reckon, your uh, negotiation and your conflict resolution skills out there because you're going to have some Barneys out there. So just work out the strategy beforehand. I think so the- a paper rock's a good one about who wins. Who's oh, paper scissors rock. Yeah. Well, so what we're doing is it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Mongol Rally Men. Yep. If you want to get on there and make donations to the Charlie Tier Foundation, if you make a donation, you can put a challenge in the glove box challenge. So every day we'll open the glove box and we'll pull out a challenge and we'll do paper, scissors, rock for who has to do it, like cook awesome. some road, kill and eat it, or uh, go into a bar and ask someone for I'm going to be donating. Underwear. I'm going to throw some things in there. That's <laughs> oh, awesome. No. I'm telling the worst person. So yeah, paper, scissors, rock is probably the best way to negotiate. Paper, paper scissors, rock is an awesome thing. Also, like with a trip like that, you probably don't want to plan too much because it's those those experiences you have along the way are just going to what's going to bind the whole thing together. It's going to be it's going to be epic. Like um, yeah, just take some time to do the side thing. Like, don't just, if you're sticking on, I don't know if you have to reach a certain kilometers by day or whatever, we had that as a goal, but 
if you stick too much on that, you miss the little side things that yeah. otherwise could yeah. come up. Don't so have I think, too much of a plan because yeah. no one's going to care if you're, 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 you're fourth or 25th, you know, yeah. but the stories but you're going to have when you come back. experiences. Yeah. yeah. Can we come? Yeah, why not? Morgan, you have a three-man team. Here we go. I know. Do it. Take well, your parents. Hey. Oh, <laughs> no. no. Oh, Get them an old beat-up Volkswagen and tell them to follow you along the road. That would actually be pretty funny. I'd love to go to Mongolia. Yeah, Come we on, do it, guys. It'd be fun. Yeah. We're just trying to figure out whether we go through the stands, the Uzbekistan, Afghanistan, Pakistan, yeah. or if we go up the top just through Russia. What do you reckon? Flip a coin. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I suppose one thing you probably have to do with that kind of area is you have to look at some like just prior to the trip. Um, I suppose some of the travel advice warnings in some of those areas because yeah. if there's a bit of trouble down south then you probably want to stay north absolutely um, time of year no Russia would be actually pretty good you know summer hmm. yeah I don't know I think the biggest thing that I don't get discouraged on our first um, trial trip we went camping in the Blue Mountains for a night this, and this was only a oh, couple months. had a practice months. trip. We had a practice trip. And this is only a couple of months because it was so hard to get out of the house as new yeah. parents because yeah. she was little still. Yeah. It, we finally got to the mountains to do a practice trip. And we left. We were supposed to leave the house at 8. We left the house at noon. We didn't get up there till 2. The sun was almost setting by the time we got out to the camp. Like, it was basically a total shit show. And mm. I'm going, holy crap, we cannot even camp <laughs> for one night and we're about to set off for 120. How'd you get past that? And Justin was going, this is amazing. All of these things that are going wrong are things that we can fix for the trip. I'd rather them happen oh, now. Like positive. And, and I was like, I like that. That was a big thing for me. It's, it's yeah. not failure, it's information. Like for me, I thought, well, if we can't even do this, how are we going to do that? And mm. it's like, well, that's great that these things are happening because we can fix them. So, I mean, even if things happen between towns, mm. that's okay because then mm. you can fix it for the next I get time. from that, you just got to make sure that someone is the positive person. <laughs> Yeah, that I, always sees the glass half full and <laughs> half empty. It's always good if one person's positive, one person's down. Like you can balance that yeah, off. Yeah, we definitely but swung. I, yeah. I think actually on, on a serious note is is on a trip like what you're doing is trust your gut. Mm. I mean, because the, the one thing that you can't necessarily control is the human element. Like humans are very fickle. So mm. if you get a sense and a vibe from a certain situation you're in, trust it. Like yeah. it's mm. your gut's telling you something for a reason. Lauren, Justin, keeping up with the Jonesies. <laughs> Follow them on Instagram and their adventures. And Can't wait to your next one. And we'll send you some glove box. What did you call them? Glove box oh, challenges. Yes. Look out for the glove box challenge. <laughs> okay. that, that's me. Facebook.com forward slash Mongol Rally Men. Make a donation to the Charlie Tio Foundation and you can add something to the glove box challenge. Go easy on us, please. Thank you so much, guys. Wicked. Thanks for having us. So many great stories. Look forward to many, many more. Nice to meet Sweet you. Ass. Wicked. Wicked.